It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to react to an article by Keith Smith talking about whether he thinks Denny Avia will get an extension, and then we're going to answer one question that was left over from the chat from last night. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we uh, were reading the article from yesterday by Keith Smith, NBA. Um, he goes on to say this about Denny Avia. Of course, if you don't know Denny Avia, he's going into a contract year. Um, the Wizards, after after this upcoming season, he'll be a restricted free agent. They have the option to re-sign him, or they could possibly trade him before the trade deadline. Basically, the Rui Hachimura situation, basically the Troy Brown situation, the Kelly Oubre situation. We've seen this situation with our, our draft picks many, many times again. So uh, this is a big year for Denny. So I'll read the article here, or the uh, the quick paragraph from Keith Smith. He says, uh, Denny Avia, if Avia could shoot, he'd be a lock for at least an $80 million extension. But he can't shoot and doesn't seem to be improving in that phase of the game either. The Wizards have a complicated summer with some key free agents in a new front office making the decisions. They'll delay this one until restricted free agency in 2024. Uh, Keith Smith's Smith's prediction is no extension for Denny Avia after the season. Brandon, what are your thoughts on the article by Keith Smith? I'm not very surprised, man, because, you know, if you look at the NBA today, it's a perimeter driven league you know you got centers out there who are shooting threes at the high percentage so if you're at the wing or at the four and you can't shoot you're gonna find yourself on outside looking in you know his you know if you look at denny his his defense is on point it's always been his offensive tool bag right he can't finish with his left you know he can't dribble with his left you know when he finishes he can't finish through contact uh three-point shot has just been underwhelming not consistent you know there's times where he hits it but Here's the thing with Denny. We, you know, we said this all year long, man, is that it's just a case of confidence. When he has confidence, then he improves. But, you know, he's a young guy, and confidence is an issue with young guys, not just Denny. But I'm not surprised because, again, the NBA is a perimeter-driven league. So, you know, we said it before, going into this offseason, that it behooves Denny to work on his game because 
going into a contract year, whether he stays in D.C., whether he moves on, which I believe he's going to move on, he's going to be a trade piece. You know, he's when he wants to get paid. So to get paid, you've got to add some offensive repertoire to your game. And so it behooves him. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, I definitely think that he's going to be a trade chip because, again, if you're not going to keep him, you got to get some kind of value. But then again, you know, looking at Denny Avia and even Rui Hachimura and a lot of these last draft picks we've got, it, it kind of showcases how terrible our office was because it's, it's you know, when you're drafting guys, you know, you have the intent that you have, you're going to retain them and have them be a part of your future going forward. And the fact that how many draft picks have stayed here long-term, I mean, you're, we're drafting guys and letting them walk. It's just, it doesn't make sense. So I think that it's just another example that showcases why we desperately needed another front office and guys come in who know how to value picks, do know how to evaluate picks and especially looking at second rounders getting more out of your picks so i, th- I definitely think we're in better hands with this new uh front office but yeah denny is just again it, it, the ball's in his court you know he ha- he has to improve his game because you know i i've said this before man is that i think sometimes we kind of overvalue our young guys you know i think that kispert yeah he took he took a step forward last year but his value is still not up there yet Johnny Davis, I mean, if he has any shred of value right now, I'll be surprised, even though I think that he's going to take a step forward. And, um, you know, even in looking at the trade for Rui, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the trade, but really you got to ask yourself, looking at, you know, how the market is, how much more could you really have gotten? I mean, I believe he could we could have got a better bench piece. But, you know, getting back into Denny, can we – are we overvaluing him a little bit? Yeah, I think we are a little bit, especially I think the uh, former front office was. Defensively, look. I got a problem with him on defense. You know, I mean, we watched him shut down Giannis at one point. You know, he can play defense. It's just what, I mean, there's a lot of factors that led to Denny not being ready. I mean, number one, you know, nothing against overseas leagues, but the NBA is the gold standard. You know, I noticed a lot, you know, with the Euro League and, you know, over in Israel is that, you know, from a defensive standpoint, defenders give shooters a lot of space to shoot. I think that he came over here with a lot of confidence because he was the man over there. But you know, when you come over from a league where you're the man to a league where you're really just another NBA role guy or a starter, you know, he had to learn he had to get that confidence back up because again, he came from an environment where he was the man. And now you come to the NBA where it's like, look, people are not gonna give you that space to shoot. People are gonna get in your face. You got to get that shot off quicker. You got to be able to be more consistent three-point shots. So, you know, it because it just comes down to him working on his game. And hopefully he goes to an organization where they can develop him and really work on that shot release because if you notice, man, look at tape at him, you know, or tape on him, he, he's got a slow release. And that comes along with, you know, being in an environment where defenders aren't in your face. You know, you did a lot of room to, you know, let you get that shot off. I mean, I don't know if you remember a lot of the old school shooters like Siakovich. You know, if you look at Peja Siakovich, a lot of these foreign shooters back in the day, one of the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of them are shooters because, you know, again, there's not a lot of defense in these leagues overseas. But then they had to learn how to get those shots off quicker because, again, in the NBA, they're going to get in your face. Pat Beverly is not going to give you any kind of room to shoot. He's going to get in your face. So, you know, he's got to work on his game. And I think that he did put in some good service here, but it's just it wasn't the right system. It wasn't the right fit. You know, we were kind of in influx in a gray area. We didn't know if we were going to try to compete or rebuild. And we both said it's tough to develop guys when you're trying to go to the playoffs. So, you know, I think that in the right situation – you know, you he will develop into a decent NBA starter, but I think it's gonna have to be elsewhere. 
Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, is guys, you know, started to sag off him. You know, LeBron wouldn't even step out there to guard him. Um, they, he had to be moved out of the starting lineup because nobody was going out there and guarding him. So their teams were packing in the paint against it. So it just made it tougher. Uh, but they decided to put Gafford in and just have two bigs, which doesn't provide more shooting, but it just allowed Porzingis to kind of float around the three-point line a little bit more. But uh, yeah, Denny started, but he, he just he just wasn't a threat from the three-point line. And, and Keith Smith goes in and, and talks about that, that he, he if he could shoot, he'd be getting $80 million. All the things you told him about, his defense, his playmaking, his passing ability, uh, the way he can rebound the ball. He had a 20-rebound game. There's a lot of things that he is good at. He's, he's a jack-of-all-trades, but Hasn't really been a master of everything just yet, but we love his defensive versatility uh, and the talent's there, but the finishing has to work on the finishing around the rim, dunking the ball more. We've seen the turbo week. We saw the turbo time where he turned up. He did that against some lottery teams. Did look really good against the Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown where he had 25 points where we blew them out. But once again, Bradley Bill didn't play. Can he do this when Brad is there against a legitimate playoff team? That's the question right there. Um, as far as the front office, yeah, they made solid picks. Talked about this yesterday where all the picks are, are just solid, but they're just not home runs. You know, they haven't been able to develop these guys. And then when it gets time to make a decision before free agency for these guys, they ended up trading them. They end up trading them. They end up trading them for uh, Rui for three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn, who didn't provide anything, Troy Brown Jr. That was Ernie Grenfell. But you look at the value. We got Daniel Gaffer, who's a who's a good player. And, and now we end up with Denny, and, and I, I agree with, with Keith Smith. Um, but looking at Denny's numbers, I mean, he averaged – he shot 29% from the three, which is worse than what he did last year, which is really uh, surprising to me. I mean, he didn't shoot well at all from the three. He shot 31% his sophomore year, 31% his freshman year. And then, you know, we hear about him working out with Drew Hanlon in the offseason. He played really well in FIBA. We watched those games, and, you know, he got worse from the three-point line. So, I mean – he regressed in that way. He scored more points, nine points a game, went from eight points a game to nine points a game. Free throw line, he shot worse, 70, went from 75% to, to 73%, which is not much worse. I'm not going to ding him for that. Did rebound the ball more, went from five boards to six boards a game. Uh, Two-point percentage, shot 52, went up to 53. So, yeah, just very consistent. He's reliable, played 76 games, played 82 games a year before, but just finish around the rim, dribble with his left hand. It's just a lot of question marks in his game and a lot of a couple weakness, glaring weaknesses that you see in his game that it's just concerning to give a guy uh, 80 I definitely wouldn't give him $80 million. Um, and his trade value right now is kind of – it's lesser than Rui to me. I, I think it's about the same. You probably – if you do trade, you probably get a couple second-round picks. I don't see you getting the first for Denny at this point. And it's a new regime. It's a new front office. So they have no ties to him no uh relationship with him at, at this point so i mean if tommy shepherd was here maybe he might get the extension but now with a new front office here uh like you said earlier he's probably going to be used if they do make any trades this year i do think he would be the guy that would be used in trades more than i would say Corey kispert i think with a contract year coming up i think they, they're going to try to move um denny for uh maybe a, a three and d guy or maybe a, a point guard that could come in and, and defend as well or, or shoot the three. So I, I personally don't see – I don't see Denny getting it either. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you you mentioned Kispert, man. But it, and, you know, we already said that the NBA is a perimeter-driven league, man. I mean, it's eccentric on a three-point shot. And, you know, Kis, Kispert can shoot at a high level and he can slash and the basketball IQ. And that's nothing against Denny, man. You know, I, mm-hmm. Den, I think Denny has a lot of potential. It's just – like I said, my, my, my belief is this, you know, 
a lot of these guys can come from different leagues. And it's not just Israel. It's not just um, Euro leagues. You know, you see this with Australian guys too. Um, ben Simmons, another example. Because <laughs> um, he, he came from the uh, Australian league. It's just, you know, you, you come from leagues that they have different priorities in different leagues. You know, like I said, in the, in the European, Euro leagues, man, it's more an offensive-driven league. So you have more space to get your shot off. It's more off, offensively driven. We're in the, in the NBA, look, people going to get in your face. People will make it very uncomfortable for you to get that shot off. So he's just got to he's got to work on his game. He really does because defensively, you know, he's on point. But I think one more factor that I'm going to talk about when it comes to Denny, man, is just he himself has to find out what his place is in the NBA as far as what his game is. You know, if, if defense is going to be your thing, then go with that because, you know, there's a lot of people saying that maybe he should have the, the ball more in his hands. I, I get that from a playmaking perspective. But then again, you know, if you don't have a left hand, you know, the defense is going to catch on and they're going to force you what to go left. <laughs> you know, so, you know, there's ways the defense because they're going to get you. They, the, the NBA defenses evolve fast. You know, we saw that last season. Defenses, they, people study film. It ain't just in football. You know, people study film and they, and they really, re, you know, look at players. So he's got to he's got to work on his game. You know, it really behooves him from a personal standpoint, whether he's with his team or not. Just for his longevity in the NBA, man, he's got to work on his game because, again, this league is a league full of shooters. So you cannot be that odd man out who can't shoot because you're going to find your way out of the NBA. And I and I don't want to put that on him because he's a young man and I do think he has potential. It's just, you know, that's another thing about the NBA. You have to work on your game, you know, especially, you know, when you go through eras, you have to constantly evolve. You know, if you look at Daniel Gafford, Daniel Gafford couldn't shoot very much when he came to D.C. Now, brother man's out here hitting mid ranges. So it, it, it's possible. You, know, you just got to work on your game. So that's where I'm at with Denny, man, is that just for longevity for his career, you know, not just looking at his fit with the Washington Wizards going forward, just for his fit in the NBA, he's got to evolve his game. He's got to work on his game. So that's where I'm at with Denny, man. I think he has potential, but unfortunately, I just think that his time with the Wizards are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about Denny a little bit more. We're going to get to a quick word here. Um, before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Go, uh, game Time is a big help. Uh, when it's hard to get Mrs. tickets, commander's tickets, uh, even the D.C. defenders who went to the Super Bowl. So game time, it makes buying tickets super, super easy. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today Last minute tickets, lowest price. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guaranteed. And last thing I'll talk about Denny, too, um, the developing of him, of course, his, his rookie season, you know, Scott Brooks was the coach. He was a three. They made him a 3 and D guy. Well, he's really not a 3 and D guy. He's not. The way that Josh Giddy plays is kind of would be the best way for Denny 
to be that point forward. But at the same time, you know, we talked about before the left hand. When he's bringing the ball up, he has to turn his back to the defender because, you know, little guys are trying to take the ball away from him or they're just cutting off his left hand or they're cutting off his right hand and making him dribble left. And he's picking up his dribble, dribble, you know, dribble, basically posting guys up from half court at that time just because he's not able to get past guys at all. And, you know, he's playing off ball next to Bradley Bill because Bradley Bill is going to dominate the ball. He's going to have the ball for the most part. Monte Morris had the ball. So, you know, Denny being that three and D guy where he's going to have to knock down threes because he's not having a ball in his hands. That's where he struggles. Can he finish on the run, around the rim off a backdoor cut? Can he dunk on somebody? Can he do that? Can he finish through contact? There's still question marks there. Um, so I would love to see him in that point forward role, but for him, that would be off the bench with the Wizards. That would be his best. That would be the 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 way he could do that. When he gets the rebound, he gets it and goes. He's best in transition. But when he's in a half court setting, you know what what value does he give you? How consistent is he? He'll give you a string of some really good games. And then there may be a game where he'll go out there and go one for nine from the field and zero for four from the three point line. So uh, it's just a roller coaster ride with him. And, and Rui was a roller coaster ride too. So I mean, he had some good games. He had a couple stinkers, but um, you kind of knew what Rui's role was. And Rui was a little bit more consistent as a scorer and just creating a shot for himself from the mid range game. You knew what Rui was going to do on offense, but Danny, you just still you you just don't know what you're going to get him from him on the offense side of the ball. Corey, you know what you're going to get. What you're going to get, he's going to knock down three. He's going to cut. He's going to finish around the rim. Um, but Denny, Denny's the best defender, of course, between all the guys that we've drafted, drafted in the Tommy Shepard era. But um, there's just some stuff on the offensive side of the ball. And then this offseason, this will be his offseason. This will be his first offseason where there's no uh, COVID. He's not playing FIBA. So, you know, what will he do with a full offseason where he's not playing in FIBA? He didn't play in Summer League the year before either. So um, this is it. This is it for him. So we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for him. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, I mean, I want him to succeed. I think he's got a place in the NBA. It's just, you know, you know, I, I, I'm going to reiterate it. I know I'm beating a dead horse. It's just I can't say it enough. This is a, a league where three-point shooting is a preferred skill right now. You know, and it's a different era. You know, like I said, I, I grew up. I'm an 80s baby. I grew up when you know the mid-range was king. You know, ISO ball was king. You know, going from Jordan to Kobe. To, but now with Steph, <laughs> you know, he, this is a three-pointer shooters league, man. I mean, when you got Dame Lillard hitting shots from, you know, half court, I mean, it's just the way the game is now. You have to have a consistent three-point shot because, again, you have centers like Cat that are hitting threes at a high level. It's just you've got to be able to shoot. And, you know, from a, a defensive standpoint, he's on point. I have nothing negative to say about his defense, man. Um, it's just his offense, you know, the left hand. You know, finishing through contact in his three-point shot, they have to improve. So, you know, like I said, whether it's with us, I don't see it happening because, you know, development time is at an end, man. You know, you're not, you know, <laughs> typically you're not going to extend the guy for $80 million for a guy who's developing. You no, know, at this point, you know, you are what – I'm not going to say you are what you are, but to a certain degree you are. You know what I mean? You are, <laughs> you know, year four in the NBA, man. You know, if you, you, you kind of are who you are. So uh-huh. he has to put some work into this offseason, man. Right. So I'm looking at a guy named Kyle Anderson. They call him slow-mo. And that's when I watch uh, Kyle Anderson play, I feel like 
you know, that's that's basically who that might be. That that'd be a good comparison. Of course, you look at Josh Giddy, that could be a comparison. Just guys who who can't who don't who don't knock down threes, but they still impact the game in different ways. Kyle Anderson shot 41% from the three-point line this year, but he only shot one three a game, so it's not a lot of volume. He shot 33% the year before, but Kyle Anderson's numbers are very similar to, to Denny. Nine points a game, four assists, five boards. Um, there's games where Kyle Anderson has double-doubles. He's a good passer. He's he's a connector. Uh, he plays power forward, small forward, very versatile, but can't shoot a lick. But he impacts the game in different ways. So, And right now, looking at Kyle Anderson's contract, He's making uh, nine year nine million dollars per year. Now, same with Denny. Now, if he would have went to a different organization, uh, if he would have been drafted by the Spurs, who are developing guys, or the Thunder, who are de- developing guys and t- taking their time, then maybe his career would have went a different way. And like you said earlier as well, you know, he was drafted to a team that's trying to make the playoffs, even though they they have not been successful in making the playoffs the last three years, or like, like, they only made the playoffs one of the last three years. Um, it doesn't give guys a lot of time to develop where if like Johnny Davis, if he went to the Spurs, he probably would have played more games. If he went to the Thunder, well, not the Thunder, maybe the Rockets or some of the other teams that were uh, in the lottery heavy. Um, he probably would have played in more games. Denny would have played in more games um, and been able to make more mistakes and maybe try out that point forward role a little bit more than what he has. And maybe he would have been uh, at a different point in his career. So some, a lot of it, some of it's on Tommy Shepard and just, it just wasn't a good fit. He was claiming to be the steal of the draft, and and we'll see. But we'll we'll probably get to the question on the next episode. Brandon, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Nah, I mean, before we roll, man, you said the perfect comment, man, which is it highlights Tommy Shepard's regime, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, because <laughs> you draft guys, especially that draft position, guys who are ready to play. You know, we, we failed the draft Halliburton, who was NBA ready for a guy that needs to be developed. It's mm-hmm. just – you know, so that's it, again. It highlights how far we've come, man. Because it just again in the draft, and that's why I'm optimistic about this group because they know how to evaluate talent, man. Because you've got to hit on these draft picks, man. And the fact of the matter, we had Tyrese Halliburton right there, and he's NBA ready. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head. But now nah, I'm good, man. You know, um, kind of the parting comment man, is Denny. The ball is in his court, man. He has to improve his game because, you know. <laughs> What is he? I mean, what is the vision for him going forward? Is he ever going to be that starter? Who knows? He may be a role guy because you you said Kyle Anderson. I think that's the perfect um, comparison, man. Because slow mo, my god! I mean, watching him <laughs> watching him drive the lane, man, is an all day experience. But <laughs> but uh, it's a good comparison. You know, he could be a role guy, and, and that's all good, man. Just excel at what you do, man. You know, work on your game. So yeah, and last person, even possibly Draymond Green, just a guy who's a good passer. Um, but we just don't have guys that shoot the lights out like Steph and, and play. You know, Draymond shot 30% from three, but he's averaging eight points, six assists, and seven rebounds, similar to what Denny, similar to what Denny's uh, averaging. And I know a lot of the Denny fans right now, they probably won't be happy with us, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. And it's always good to have a difference of opinion. I know a lot of Denny fans don't even want him to be on the roster. They want him to be traded anyway. So, um, but we'll see. Like, like we both said, we're rooting for the guys. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in and making Locked On Wizards your first Listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to try to do some draft talk stuff and maybe try to get some insight from um, some other reporters on other teams, maybe some from the Locked On Hawks or Locked On Thunder to talk about um, Travis Schlank or even uh, Will Dawkins. We want to thank you guys for listening. Hell to the Wizards. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube and subscribe wherever you guys get a podcast. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.